0: Portions of this program may be pre-recorded. Mission sequence time: six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Commit.
1: Lift
2: Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you'd like to join the discussion, please call us at 1 844 777 7928. That's 1 844 777 SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at That's ask at And if you are listening um, on the rewind on the podcast because you missed us live, you can also hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT radio talk is the handle. That is at SWAT radio talk so glad you are here today Uh, a little bit later in the hour we're going to have a special guest um uh speaker or interviewer yeah well no well
1: as uh, i'll tell you he's been a guest on here a couple of times uh by the way if you're just tuning in my name's doug mccary like taylor said and now you're listening to swat which stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth that truth is a is, has a double meaning. Truth, Jesus says, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life." And truth is the truth of God's word, also. And you know, uh, before the program, we were Taylor and I were talking about some of the things that are happening in our world that um, related to truth. We don't know what truth is. Mm. You got doctors um, that are in front of the Capitol making a video that gets viral and seen by people on YouTube and Facebook that's taken down because these organizations claim that it's false. Yeah. Yeah. But they're the ones making the call. Yeah. Well, they
2: they claimed it was false. They said those were not real doctors. And this is a congressman who put this together, this um, uh, press conference together, and they just take it down.
1: Yeah, they took it down. Now, uh, I have been told by a friend of mine, he made a copy on his phone. He's going to send it to me. Mm. But basically what these doctors say, they call themselves America's Frontline Doctors. And by the way, if you're just tuning in and you're going, wait a minute, Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, why are we talking about public uh, or current events? Well, one of the things that we do here during the first segment of our program is this program is about discipleship and god's word and god's word and discipleship is life on life and the practical relevant uh, application of god's word to what's going on in our world is important especially now we live in a very divided time in a country unlike um, none really like in history that has the freedom that we have to express ourselves We have a constitution that protects our right to assemble, to protest, to uh, assemble for worship without um, regards to whatever particular religion you want to practice. And so we basically take the first segment and we talk about what's going on in the news. And as believers, how should we be responding to it from a biblical perspective? And one of the concerning things for me, Taylor, is that as we look at a video that's taken down because people think it's false, th- they didn't make any uh, evidentiary uh, pre- presentations to show that it was false. Yeah. They just took it down.
2: Yeah, they claimed that the doctors were not real doctors, but you know, you could go and verify that, yeah, in fact, they were. Um, and, and it comes into question, like, why take that down when it was the news it it was basically news so whether they thought it was true or not it was a news organization and it was an interview set up by um, a congressman so
1: it had 14 million views yeah now again i go back to mark zuckerberg Mm. and whoever the ceo is of youtube whoever i I don't know if twitter owns that now or what i don't know if they uh own that
2: I think Google, Google
1: owns, it. owns it. But both Twitter, I mean, uh, Twitter, Google, and Facebook are mm-hmm. basically monopolies on information right now. Yeah. And so you need to understand that, that if you are a believer living in our world, most of you use one of those uh, forums or your uh, people around you are affected by that. And that's really important to know that the people that run those platforms do not share the same biblical values you do. Yep. So the way they police those social platforms is based on their value system, not a biblical value system. Mm-hmm. And so, one, I don't trust them. I just don't trust them. Yeah. Uh, and I thank God that he is sovereign over all that stuff mm-hmm. because somehow... When people try to do things to inhibit truth, he has a way of bringing truth out. Yes. There's a story in the Bible in the Old Testament about a king who was captured. I think it was Joshua who killed him, and he cut his thumbs and his toes off, his big toe and his thumbs. And I'm, I'm going, that's kind of strange. But then that king says in response, I'm paying a price because he had done that to so many other kings Oh, wow. and people he had conquered. So, you know, God has a way of getting things done and, and you can't run from his truth. It's God's truth. It's not your truth. It's not our subjective truth. Truth is truth. And so if these people are doctors and if they really are being honest, the truth's going to come out mm-hmm. eventually because you can't. That, that's the thing I used to tell people all the time. You know, when you were in the FBI and you were interviewing people, mm-hmm. uh, you, you would. You would be able to tell when people are lying yeah. because they keep they can't remember their lies. Mm. It's not hard to remember truth. Right. It's hard to make up lies as you're going in and then cover those lies. And so you've got a bunch of people on these social media platforms that are really overseeing people like you and me posting stuff. And for most of us, they're not going to mess with us. Yeah. Unless we post something that goes viral like this particular video did. But what was interesting about this particular uh, thing is these doctors were talking about the mask, the stay-at-home order, and the fact that there was no scientific basis that the average American should really be concerned about COVID-19. Not that they can't get it and get sick from it, mm-hmm. but that 99.98% are going to survive it. Yeah, And if you look throughout our history... And you and I were talking yesterday, even back in the, the Spanish flu, they were playing baseball, they mm-hmm. were doing sports, they were doing things in our country back then when the medical community was far less prepared for something than they are now. Yeah. So, um, again, if you look at what uh, Pastor John MacArthur out in California said last Friday, uh, this has been uh, weaponized by politicians who are using it and, and trying to Uh, politicize everything related to it they've created fear and we within the christian community have fallen into the idols of fear Mm -hmm. and not doing what god has called us to do it was okay for a while but now they're talking about going on indefinitely
2: yeah i saw something uh, today that it was a uh, someone who's making a vaccine um was saying that uh, well, even if with uh, if people get the vaccine, they're still going to have to wear masks and social distance. So it's like, well, OK, what I mean, what's the point first? What's the point of the vaccine? But two. So you're saying this is going to go on forever. That's right. You know,
1: and and the thing that strikes me about them removing this video, this is not a violent video. Yeah. Do, do you think that every video right now on YouTube and Facebook doesn't, I mean, that, that is clear of misinformation. You think people right. aren't lying on videos there now yeah. to sell you products? Mm-hmm. There, there's lots of misinformation where people are taken advantage of every day, but this serves a political purpose. Yep. And we as believers need to be wise. We need to be um, wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Contact your congressmen, contact your senators, tell them, Please rein in these social media people because we have a voice in this country to do that. Other countries, they don't have those choices. In China, the government controls the Internet. Yeah. They have no ability to influence that. But you, if you're listening, you have an ability today to call your congressman, or email your congressman and to say, please rein in Facebook and other social media platforms from uh from minimizing and censoring speech i mean this was there was nothing derogatory in this it was only these doctors sharing their opinion and what they deemed they being the leaders of facebook and youtube deemed inappropriate they took off in fact we had congressman john rutherford on here a few months ago just sharing his testimony He was simply sharing how God brought him into his family. And I tried to repost it on Facebook, and they would not repost it because it Mm. was a political person. And they said, this violates our political policy. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Just because he is a congressman, he's talking about his faith? So uh, anyway, write your congressman do your duty as a citizen and use your voice where you can listen we do not place our faith in 1600 pennsylvania avenue or the Capitol or the congressman our faith is in god but he has put us in a country where we can freely exercise the right to contact and be represented by our representatives in government and we can uh, influence things like that if we will let our voice be heard so.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. And, and if you're somebody who is, uh, you know, for limited government and you're like, oh, I don't want the government to break up a private corporation. Well, you know, these corporations have been given the uh, privileges of uh, uh, platforms, but have been acting like publishers. So if you just call your congressman and say, you know what, you need to hold them to the same standard that you would hold a publication, uh, that's uh, one way to go about doing it that and you know i think it's something that needs to be done because when the truth is being hindered from getting out or even just people's free speech have been um knocked down we have i would say we we should stand up and make sure that happens because uh without having free speech you know speech goes underground then you can't uh, find the truth as easily so we will be back with more after the break uh you can download our swat app in the app store stay tuned
0: We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives.
2: There is good news for the captive. collective with the rescuer. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth and with that in mind if you're just joining us the last uh sec uh, segment we talked about the truth and standing for the truth. Um and so yeah, if if you missed that, go back and listen.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad uh, that you're listening today. Hey, we've got Phil Johnson who is the executive director of Grace to You. Uh he's been with John MacArthur back since 1981. Uh, almost 30 gosh that's a long time phil uh almost 40 years and edits most of his books he he also uh had a website called uh, still has the spurgeon archive the hall of church history and the pyromaniacs blog he's an elder and pastor at grace community church the husband of darlene they have three children and seven grandchildren and phil let me just first of all thank you for being an elder at Grace Church who took a stand, and we stand with you, brother.
3: Hey, thank you. Thanks.
1: That um, If you're just tuning in, uh, Grace Church in California this past weekend opened its doors uh, against state orders. The elders laid out a biblical case for the church's duty to remain open, and you can go to their website, gracechurch.org, and click on uh, the, the a statement from the elders and sign with them, stand in support. I've already talked to a couple of pastors, Phil, that have done that. Can you just take a moment to share with us uh, why you guys chose at this point to do it? I know why because I've read it, but I want our listeners to hear from you why you guys chose at this point to take this stand in defiance of that statement. Uh, order to remain shut.
3: Yeah, in fact, I'll give you a little background, too, that's not in the document. Uh, Our people had sort of more or less spontaneously begun uh, returning to church uh, four or five weeks ago. And um, uh, it it started with a group of maybe 400 that showed up, and then every week Hmm. that group got uh, larger and larger. In California, they had... um, you know, asked churches to join the quarantine in the beginning when we didn't know how serious the virus was, how, how significant the death uh, toll might become. They were predicting, you know, people dying in the millions. Yeah. Uh, we decided maybe the right thing to do would be to, uh, uh, maybe the right thing to do would be to, to go ahead with the quarantine. So we did that, and um you know, there's a radio station playing in my ear. Oh, okay. Hold on, just a second. Hey, Steve. He,
1: Steve. He's he's got music. Is that the is the music still there, Phil?
3: Yeah, no, that's gone now. Oh,
1: okay. All right. Sorry yeah. about that.
3: Sorry, I was I was good with the music when the guy started talking. <laughs> so there you go. Sorry about that. Anyway, at the beginning of the quarantine, it wasn't clear how serious the thing was. So our elders said, you know, out of an abundance of caution uh... we'll go along with it they were talking you remember the the phrase was fifteen days to flatten the curve we just need fifteen days fifteen days became thirty thirty became two months three months four months california lifted the ban on churches sort of they allowed you know a certain number of people to come i, I think the limit was a hundred but like i said our people started to come four hundred at a time and then it just grew from there but then the california governor reinstituted the ban and closed churches and closed some other businesses and said that he was going to keep this quarantine in effect indefinitely. So there was no light at the end of the tunnel, no hope of reopening. They even canceled the Rose Parade in Pasadena, uh, which sort of is a clue that they're expecting this thing to go into next year. And meanwhile, the the number of people dying is declining. Doctors are saying they are able to treat this disease. If you get it, there's a 99.9% chance you're going to survive. Uh, and the only people that are really threatened by it are people who are uh, very old and, and have other health problems. And so we thought we can accommodate that without closing the church completely. But then the government stepped in and said, no, you can't do this. And so that forced us to sort of rethink things because people were coming by then we had maybe a thousand people in the congregation and um, we thought we really need to rethink what we're doing. And so we wrote up this statement, which basically says, look, uh, in scripture you, you see three, uh, three sort of um, institutions that the Lord himself ordained, the family, the church, and the government and they each have their own realm of authority and they can't intrude on each other like i'm i'm the father of my children but that doesn't give me the right to punish other people's children Mm -hmm. or to make decisions that are really in the purview of the government and and all, all of that you know the church doesn't have authority to wield the sword against evildoers and by the same token the government doesn't really have any authority to tell churches how, when, and whether they can worship. And so we said, in light of all that, given the command in Hebrews 10.25, which is, you know, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, we must obey God rather than men. And so we put out that position paper basically announcing to the church, we are going to meet, Mm. regardless of what the governor wants and regardless of what you know, the, the rules they're trying to impose on us to keep the Church closed, we we cannot stop meeting. It's it's part of the duty of the Church. Fellowship, koinonia, is in the New Testament the heart of Church activity. Yeah. And uh, we're commanded not to forsake it. Now, obviously, if you're sick or concerned about catching a disease even, it, it's okay to suspend your attendance for time but when it threatens to drag on indefinitely in this case it's already gone on nearly five months
1: Mm
3: -hmm. it's just too long
1: yeah well you know the
3: word quarantine actually comes from the same root as the word 40 because it Mm -hmm. dates back to like the black death and some of the medieval plagues they would they would sequester someone who had been exposed and possibly infected for 40 days that was the that was the idea, keep them for 40 days, and if they're not sick, then they can resume normal life. We've already been in quarantine more than three times that long. It's just too long, given the circumstances and and the reality of this virus. The, the streets are not filled with dead bodies like some of the early models predicted.
1: Well, uh, I wanted to get you to comment on something, because thank you, by the way, for uh you, you you recommended Daryl Harrison we had him on a couple of weeks ago a few weeks ago who did a great yeah. job for us on talking about the black lives matter organization and right. the only real negative stuff I saw about what y'all did was from from nine marks and uh, some people with nine marks uh, and I was I was a little concerned because they were out marching with BLM <laughs> and yet, they're going to come down against you guys taking a stand. It just seemed inconsistent to me. Uh, and I wondered, had, have you had any interaction with them about this? Because I know you're active yes. on social media, too.
3: Yes, I've, I've, I've written back and forth to them. And, uh, you know, Mark Devers a friend. I know him personally and, and mm-hmm. have a great love for him. But I think on this they are being grossly inconsistent and inconsistent with what they have historically taught. Uh, they are the ones who who've sort of held the line against multi-site churches. They don't really even approve of churches that have multiple services, like a first service and second service. Uh, they they've often said that you know the the whole, whole church is the whole church. You, you you must meet together. But in the wake of this, they've said you know they kind of think maybe it's a valid idea that the church stop meeting and start. Uh, Breaking up people into into little home groups. That is what J.D. Greer, who's the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, decided to do with his church. Mm-hmm. And in that article that they wrote, they specifically said they think that's a valid approach to to dealing with the quarantine. It just seems to undermine everything they've ever taught about uh, what constitutes a healthy church. Yeah, and-, and, and that's been, of course, the theme of their ministry that's what nine marks means it comes from the title of mark devers book nine marks of a healthy church Mm.
1: well one of the things that i I appreciated about what you guys did was you you took a stand and, and a bold stand because i feel i think idol has i mean we've made an idol out of fear in this pandemic would would you weigh in on that we got about a minute Till we break for the news, minute and a half, but could you weigh in on that? Did that play any part in what y'all were talking about as elders?
3: Yeah, of course it did. I mean, Scripture's full of commands do not not to fear. Don't fear not, you know, don't don't give thought to tomorrow. And, and of course, Jesus isn't saying don't have a reasonable, don't take reasonable care for things. But uh, this, it seems to me, has quite clearly gone beyond that. And you turn on any news broadcast or anything from from the mainstream media and even some of the cable outlets and every bit of news about the coronavirus is designed to magnify the fear they stack up all the death count and and say the death death toll went up again well of course it went up it's not going to go down uh every day more people die and but they're not dying in the in the extreme numbers that were originally predicted and if If it had been known what this virus would cause, I don't think anybody could have said, yes, it's justified to close down the entire economy, churches and all that. Uh, But politicians have their own agenda, and they are purposely trying to magnify the fear in this because it gives them a great deal of latitude to do what they want without the normal democratic process.
1: Well, hey, Bill, uh, thank you for joining us. Oh, we, we got about 30 seconds. How can we pray for you going out?
3: I uh, just pray that we'll stand strong and that uh, the Lord will, you know, clear the path for us, that this won't cause any great difficulty and uh, uh, that we can get back to being the church.
1: Well, hey, thank you. We are praying and we are standing with you. Thank you for joining us on SWAT Radio today, brother. All right.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Hey, that was Phil Johnson. Uh, Taylor, take it away.
2: All right. We will be back with more after the news. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be right back.
0: I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without you. But I know I'll never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be
2: Swat Radio. That is Freedom Hymn by Austin French. If you are just joining us, um, we're glad to have you. And in the uh, past 30 minutes, we've had a pretty good show so far, if I do say so myself. We had an elder from uh, Grace Community uh, Church on. uh, That's John MacArthur's church um, to talk about his stance, uh, the church's stance um, that they took this past Sunday. And uh, he did a very good job of articulating Uh, the church's view and the elders view and uh, if you would like to go back and give that a listen you can do that on uh, our SWAT app which you can find in the app store or you could also uh, search SWAT radio anywhere that you uh, listen to your podcasts.
1: Yeah I uh, appreciated Phil coming on just I just wanted to have him share a little bit uh, of what they were thinking as they did it. And what he said that I thought was interesting is the people were meeting already. They yeah. were coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that I've been in that sanctuary. You'll see about 3000 people. Mm. And he said they had 400 and, and then it grew from there. And, and then they were told not to meet. Yeah. And this thing's been going on for four months. And And it was, if you listen to the message again, you can go to the website. If you've got a a smartphone or a device and listen to it, it's gracechurch.org, G-R-A-C-E church.org. And when you go to that site, go to the homepage and it will tell you the statement from the elders uh, and it's Christ, not Caesar is the head of the church. It's a biblical case for the church's duty to remain open. We are essential. Mm-hmm. Christians are essential. Followers of Jesus, called out ones, you are spiritual EMTs. The spiritual life of someone is more important than their physical life. Jesus always affirmed that. Yep. And we have got to be willing to stand for that and affirm that. You know, I, I think I've shared this before, Taylor. I was going into Win dixie um, one day and they said, Oh, we're closed unless you're a first responder. And I said, I am. And they go, really? What, what do you do? I said, I'm a spiritual EMT. And, and they go, Oh, okay. (laughs) You can come in Uh, because we are, we are spiritual EMTs. You have a responsibility as a follower of Jesus to be someone who loves your neighbor and that means the best way you can love them is to share Christ with them. Yeah. There's no greater love for somebody than to bring them to Jesus and to bring them to Christ. And so I you know we missed this in the news. We didn't miss it. We just didn't talk about it. But I wanted to say something that I our governor Ron DeSantis a lot of people don't like him because he's kept things open. It's it's a, it's become political. political yeah. But you know what this is what he said. Um, I think. I don't. I think he said this. I don't know if it was yesterday, um, but he's urging hospitals to allow end of life visitors for mm-hmm. patients. And I appreciate that because one of the things that's really bothered me is they've been letting people die alone in a mm-hmm. hospital. Um. And, you know, he said he understands the effort to restrict visitors, but he's saying exceptions should be made for families if their loved one is dying. Yeah, Nobody should have to die alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they can protect people by putting protective gear on. They can put uh, – they, they've got the protective gear now. Um, but he said a lot of families are upset because they lose their loved ones and they can't even be with them. Yeah. And that's just um, –
2: I could not imagine if that was the case in my family. I, I, I know that I wouldn't, that's, that's wrong.
1: And I do want to point out that in Jacksonville, Baptist health, Mayo clinic, St. Vincent's and UF health all have exceptions to their COVID visitations policies for end of life care. Mm. So kudos to those hospitals for doing that because, um, you know, that, that's a time that you need somebody mm. to be with you and to help comfort you. Um, anyway, you know, we're, we're, this week we're taking a little departure from letters to the church to talk about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the apostles, as they dealt with overreaching government policy yeah. where they were. Now keep in mind, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego – they were brought into subjugation. They were they were slaves, basically, mm-hmm. enslaved by the Babylonians, trained to serve the king. But they were then elevated because of the way God uh, revealed himself through them because of their witness and what they did. And Daniel was elevated to, I think, the number two, three position in all of babylon
2: yeah, i think he he ruled the satrap yeah he
1: was yeah. really high up and it made a lot of people angry mm-hmm. they didn't like that but in daniel chapter six i want to go there uh just to 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 get us started and then we're going to go back to three but in daniel chapter six what happened is they had put out a thing that the only person you could pray to was nebuchadnezzar or not nebuchadnezzar uh, darius or darius depending upon how you pronounce it and so they had convinced this successor uh, or who was up there to Nebuchadnezzar that anyone who prayed to another God should be thrown into a den of lions. And so he made a decree. And when you make a decree in those cultures, you don't undo it. Yeah, It has to be carried out. And so John Calvin weighed in on what Daniel might have dealt with. And it's interesting there were, you know, somebody did a cartoon and they had all these things. They had Daniel standing by the window where people could see him. Mm. And there was all these voices. The Torah doesn't say to pray three times with the open windows because it doesn't. Yeah. Um, This is not a good public witness. Mm. Yeah, all these voices yeah. in the background huh. submit to government authorities. Think of the people and, and uh, think of your people and health because lions bite <laughs> Jehovah worship isn't singled out. This really isn't persecution. But Daniel, it's only 30 days. It's temporary. All these voices. And this is what John Calvin said. With respect to the profession of piety, it was necessary to testify before men his perseverance in the worship of God. For if he had altered his habits at all, it would have been a partial abjuration He would not have said that he openly despised God to please Darius, but that very difference in his conduct would have been proof of defection. Mm. We know that God requires not only faith in the heart and the inward affection, but also the witness and the confession of our piety. Daniel, therefore, was obliged to persevere in the holy practice to which he was accustomed unless he wished to be the very foulest apostate. In other words, he had to be true to who God had made Daniel to be. He was in the habit of praying with his windows open. Therefore, he continued in his usual course so that no one would object that he gratified his earthly king for a moment by omitting the worship of God. I wish this doctrine was now put on the hearts of all men as it ought to be, But this example of a prophet is derided by many. Not perhaps openly and glaringly, but still clear. The prophet seems to them inconsiderate and simple. He incurs great danger rashly and without any necessity. For they so separate faith from its outward confession as to suppose it can remain entire even if completely buried. And for the sake of avoiding the cross, they depart a hundred times from its pure and sincere profession. We must maintain, therefore, not only the duty of offering to God the sacrifice of prayer in our hearts, but an open profession is also required. And thus, the reality of our worship of God will be clear to those who watch us.
2: That's good. Think about that. That was a long time ago too. When, when that he was right John there? Calvin, yeah. like
1: in his lifetime. I mean, so this is a long time ago. Did, but what he's saying is, Taylor, that's so important for us. Is the world is watching us?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And what do they see when they see the church? Do they see a convenient faith? Do they see a measured faith? Or do they see a faith that says, "I'm going to get out of the boat and walk on the water"? Yeah. Do they see a faith that says, I'm going to trust God because, you know what, God throughout history has protected his people. Yes, there's going to be people of his that die. There's going to be people of his that lay down their life, but they willingly lay it down and they follow him. And what all the elders at Grace Community Church said is, listen, we know that this started off with concern. But it's been proven now only 0.02% mm-hmm. of those that get the virus die from it. Yep. 0. 0.02. Now look at all the people that die from suicide, from smoking, from drinking,
2: mm-hmm. from
1: heart disease, because they don't eat well, they eat terribly, they don't exercise, yep. they don't take care of their, their bodies. We live in a culture that's preoccupied with fear and we have played willingly into the hands of the enemy i think as he's squelched the witness of the church to say we live by faith we don't live by fear
2: yeah yeah, and, and i think that's a good point and i really like what he was saying about if he had of just changed his habits just a little bit that would be you know tantamount to placing the king over his his god you know who is his king in his heart and i I think that's a pretty relevant thing uh, for us, just to that—that's where our, our sole allegiance should be, and our, our our first priority should be. And I think it's pretty cool that you know he stood and is like, you know, I'm not I'm not doing anything different. And it, his love for uh, God was so strong that he was like, I don't care what it's going to cost me. You know what I mean?
1: Well, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were all constantly put in positions that tested their faith. And, and they both saw that God uses those kind of times to put a spotlight on their trust in him.
2: Yeah. All right. We will be back with more after the break. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk.
0: Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word, and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation.
1: Parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com.
0: Why you ever chose me has always been a.
1: story yeah. Everybody's
0: got a purpose So we're not here
2: nobody by casting crowns welcome back to swat radio if you would like to join the discussion please call us at 1-844-777-7928 that's 1-844-777-SWAT or you can email us at ask at swat radio.com. that's ask at swat radio.com. and if you are just joining us uh we were just talking about um daniel uh chapter six where he uh is given a command to cease praying. um, And anyone who didn't bow to the king would be uh, thrown into the lion's den and talking about his decision not to abide by that. And how if he had of just for 30 days changed his habits, that would have been tantamount to, you know, showing deference to the king rather than to uh, God. So, and that's what we've been talking about. So if you want to talk, about that or if you have any questions about that you can call us at one eight four four triple seven swat that's one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. or you can email us at ask at SWAT radio.com that's ask at we would love to hear from you
1: well you know if you um, are not familiar with the book of Daniel uh, the first six chapters are historical they're just uh, history and it, it basically is a narrative of what happened in Daniel's life, bringing out uh, how Daniel got into Babylon, how he ascended in Babylon. Now, what's interesting is if you go over in the book of Matthew, chapter 2, and you read about magi, wise men, bringing gifts from the east, the magi were the king makers. Mm. They trained the kings of the east. So the kings of Persia, which basically is where Babylon was, mm-hmm. they, they were the people that came to Jerusalem to worship the king, Jesus. Yeah, They were looking for a king to overthrow the Romans too at that time back in Matthew 2. And I've made this, this uh, statement before. I really believe that the legacy of Daniel and Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, was passed down through the wise men throughout time because they were magi. They were trained in being magi who were the kingmakers. Now, if you go to the book of Daniel, it starts off, it says, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah. Now, you read that and you might go, okay, Jehoiakim, what does that mean to me? Well, you have to go back. It's in a couple of places, but you can go back to 2 Kings. The book of Kings lays out the historical lineage of the kings in Israel. Why was that important? Saul was the first king. Mm -hmm. Then you had David who replaced him. Why? Because God took the kingdom from Saul, and God made a promise to David that you will always have a son on the throne. So there was a lineage that then went through to all the kings. That, but the kingdom divided uh, after Solomon, David's king, David's son was king. And Jeroboam, who was a servant uh, of, of Solomon's, became a king of part of the kingdom. It was divided into ten tribes and two tribes. Judah and uh, Benjamin were one part, and then the rest, the other ten tribes made up northern Israel. Well, that's important to understand that there were always kings on both sides. The kings of the north who started with Jeroboam, they created Samaria in Samaria a false temple to worship because they were afraid people would go pilgrimage back to Israel. And why am I giving you all this background? Because it's important for you to understand the flow of this stuff and what happens, but there was never a good king in Israel. Israel in the northern kingdom after uh, Solomon and when it divided, they always had bad kings. But the south, Judah and Benjamin had good kings. Mm-hmm. And you can go and read about it. Well, the last good king was Josiah. Yeah. And Josiah found the book of the law in the temple and read it and the people wept. And he and, and Josiah was a good king. He He found the law and he valued God's law. But Josiah, when he died had a son named Jehoahaz who was appointed but Jehoahaz got replaced by Egypt they came in and they put this king named Jehoiakim who was also Josiah's son in power so when you read in the 3rd year of the reign of Jehoiakim Jehoiakim was the king of Judah because the by Pharaoh came over and appointed him king and and so instead of being the rightful one, he replaced him because they had had some kind of alliance or they had seized it. But then Nebuchadnezzar comes in and besieges it or surrounds Jerusalem and takes all the people out back to Babylon and wipes out the other people that are there. He left some poor people to work the fields for him, yeah. but he took it over. And when he, brought it back he brought back Daniel Shadrach Meshach and Abednego or Hananiah Mishael, and Azariah as their Hebrew names he brought them back to Babylon to train them to be wise men and in the ways of the Babylonians and that's where the book of Daniel starts now I want you to imagine for a second first of all you as a teenage person listening are taken away from this country. This is where you grew up or whatever country you grew up in. And you're taken by a king that slaughtered all of your country people. You watched it. yeah, And you were taken away by this king. And he says, okay, now you're going to work for me. I'm going to train you. You're going to eat my food, which is against your rules because your dietary laws, yeah. spiritually, you can't eat them. How would you feel? I mean, what would be going through your mind?
2: Uh, you feel probably feel pretty abandoned. You know what I mean? And and I, I would imagine a lot of anger towards the people who took you. Um, you would
1: be wondering,
2: you know, why? where's my God? Yeah.
1: Right. Well, Daniel and his friends um, sat there and they resolved. This is what the, the word says. Literally, the word resolved there means this this decision was placed on his heart. It was solid Mm. he resolved that he would not defile himself in violation of leviticus and deuteronomy with the king's food or with the wine that he drank and he asked the chief of the eunuchs who kind of was their supervisor hey will you let us not eat this food can we just have water and vegetables and it says that he did and god gave him and his friends favor and that's really the first chapter. And it, here's what he said that's interesting. Daniel says to this guy, Test your servants yes. for ten days. Have you ever tested? Have you ever told somebody, you know what? Test God. I remember I told a guy, I I, I was talking to a guy, not this is last year. I said, uh, man, you ought to go to Israel with us. He said, You know, I don't have the money. I said, Well, Why don't you say that? Just ask God for it. Put him to the test. Say, God, if you want me to go on this trip, would you provide the $10,000 I need for me and my wife to go in a way that I don't know how it even happens? A a week later, he sold a piece of property that had been on the market for a long time. And he Mm -hmm. goes, hey, guess what? (laughs) And he ended up going to Israel. That's cool. So the problem is we don't put ourselves out there Mm -hmm. to test God and see and not test him in a bad way but to say god i trust you if you want this to happen then provide for me show me what you want me to do but but daniel here's what's interesting he said listen uh deal with your servants according to what you see daniel had faith in almighty god and that's why i've said this week how big is your god that you serve yeah is the god of abraham isaac and jacob is that your god because that's a big God. Yeah. That's not a small God. The problem is not about our faith. It's about the God that we serve in our faith. Mm. It's it's never about the amount of our faith. It's the object of our faith. And if it's in the one true and living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who is the king of the universe, then you have a connection to the most powerful force in the entire universe. Yeah, and And so Daniel knew that, and it says – God gave them learning and skill in all literature and wisdom. They had understanding and visions and dreams. And the king spoke with them among all of them. None was like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They stood before the king and he found them 10 times better than all the others. Mm. Now that's just like God. Yeah. Isn't it? I love bragging on God because he's an awesome God. And if you're listening today, don't forget that our God can do anything he chooses to do. He's not limited. You don't have to fear COVID. You don't have to fear riots. You don't have to fear political action one way or the other. You trust in God and serve him. Let his word comfort and lead you and be wise as serpents and harmless as doves.
2: That's good stuff right there. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it and you come back for us uh, tomorrow. Real quick, we want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, and and other sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, as well as Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email Doug at spotradio.com. Dot com that's Doug at SWATRADIO.com or you can email me at Taylor at SWATRadio.com that's Taylor at SWATRADIO.com. You've been listening to SWAT radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or listen to our podcast by searching SWAT radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at three o'clock for more SWAT radio. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in.